Welcome to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Today, we got a great guest, Jim McDavid. He is the founder of McDavid Group, also Golf for Cops Charities. He's been involved with that, does a great golf tournament. We want to talk about that. But we want to talk on the show today about as you grow your business. You know, a lot of times we talk about investments and growing your wealth, which is wonderful. But one big key of growing your wealth for many people is growing their company. Well, there's some challenges that you face along the way, and sometimes you may think you're doing it on your own. I got to tell you, you're not the only one facing challenges. We're going to discuss some of the challenges Jim faced, how he broke through them, and then why he really found purpose in Golf for Cops Charity and giving back to others that need help themselves. All today on the Invest Well Show. All right, so here we are, Jim McDavid. Thanks, Jim. First off, I uh, met you a couple years ago, and uh, just great guy. I remember, I, where was our first meeting? Was it back at 1,000 North or on the golf course? I think it was at 1,000 North, and then it was the uh, first tournament that you first attended. Tournament. Yeah. Had a great time, and I got to tell you, uh, from, from, from me to you, that tournament, you did an amazing job, amazing team. I know there's yeah. a lot of parts involved. Yeah. Uh, but before we jump to that, I want to talk about <clears throat> the McDavid group. So here you are. You shared with me a little bit off air. And I'd love for the listeners just to hear just a brief version of your story in business and, and going from a working career to wanting to be an entrepreneur, taking those risks. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, great. So I, I got out of the Navy and I went into the, got right into the automotive business and went mm -hmm. to work for a car dealership for about eight or nine years. And from yep. there we moved. Uh, I got recruited by uh, a large uh, corporation and uh, went to work. Um, you know, for a company just south of us here that was, uh, uh, I think, the second largest privately held company in the state of Florida. Wow. 15th, 16th in, in, in the country. Wow. And so I got introduced to corporate America. Yep. Yep. And started uh, in corporate America and saying, OK, this is what it looks like. What was the, what was kind of some of the um, seed inside of you that said, I want to be I want to be I don't want to just work for a company. I want to own a company. Was there was there anything that you can remember going back and be like, you know, there was really this was my bug it was just i've always wanted to do that what what was that for yeah you? I, I wouldn't say i had that at the beginning you really know? no no when i uh when i originally went to work uh for the corporation it was i wanted to climb that ladder yeah i wanted to uh I, i'd convinced myself i was 30 years old that i was going to retire there yeah you were and a company man i was a company man yeah all the way what i was not was a corporate guy yeah wow so uh for me i was out in the field and when you're out in the field, you're somewhat removed mm -hmm. from the day-to-day -day corporate activities. Yeah, you're out in the field. You're the rainmaker. Yeah, you're out there working with all your customers. And uh, so I did that for the first 15 years, mm -hmm. and I was pretty much left alone on my own, yeah. doing my thing, <laughs> flapping my lips, yeah. you know, making it rain, doing what works, and doing what works. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the key was I built a really, really good team. Yeah. Uh, I felt like one of the things that um, one of my attributes is I would lead by example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I was not that guy to go do this, go do this, go do anything that I'm not willing to do. Yeah. And uh, I think through that, I earned the respect of not only the people that reported up to me, but throughout the company. There's mm -hmm. 350 people in this company yeah. that were in the field. They're watching you. They're watching you lead, watching you hustle, watching you go after it, right? Right. And they're watching the results. Yeah. The results were really yeah. good. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and by the way, did you learn this work ethic? I mean, where did this come? Was it young? Or I've or always, had, always had it. Yeah, yeah. I, I played sports since I was six years old, and it was like you know, first person out there, last person to leave. Yeah, I, just, I loved it. I love. Yeah, I love being in the game. Yeah, and whether that game's a sport, whether that game's a business, uh, I love being in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here you are. You're 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 out being a rainmaker, doing your thing, and you're you're kind of um, bringing a lot of business, and you're getting some attention. So they put you in a different position? Yeah. Is that kind of the yeah. transition? So the guy that I work directly for, who is a good friend of mine mm-hmm. to this day, mm-hmm. uh, he, he basically called me up and said, I'm retiring. I'm going to go be a car dealer. And uh, I'm like, well, what does that mean about me? He goes, well, I'm going to uh, recommend that you move into my position. And the next day I got a call from the president. I flew in. We met. Uh, it was what I always wanted, mm-hmm. probably, but didn't tell anybody, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. to get to that position. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I, you know, it didn't take much to get me to say yes. Yeah. I didn't even ask about the pay plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's like, just, I'm in, sign me well, up, baby. Yeah. I wanted, you know, I watched the way a lot of things were done. I felt mm-hmm. like that what I did in my little world mm-hmm. outside of corporate, I could bring into corporate. Yeah. And, uh, and that's energy. what I did. Yeah. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to me, it's all about, the, I put a ton of value in people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the people that work for me today. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 that's that. Tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here you are VP of the company and you're growing, the company's growing and, and you finally hit to the place where you're like, you know what, this, this just isn't working. I need to kind of figure out and go do my own thing. Well, uh, tell it, me about that. You know, and, and we still weren't there. So we're I'm about four years into this position, mm-hmm. and we're we're setting company records, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. life is good. I'm having a blast. I love speaking to the team at the end of the year and their wives, and you know I love the motivational side of it. I love the leadership side of it, and uh, we have a change at the top. Oh wow! And you know the next guy came in. Yeah, you know, great intentions. You know, but he had his way of. Uh, wanting to do things and and certainly he's been successful so mm. uh, but it wasn't a match mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. and I'm sure he'll probably tell you the same thing and that's something that I want to talk about real quick I just want to pull out on that Jim because we didn't talk about this off air but I think this is important you know as you're living life and you're some of you are in a place where the greatest investment that you can make is in yourself and in your own company. You know, a lot of times people talk about, oh, you got to put this money over here in markets or these investments or that investments. And I'm not saying you shouldn't diversify. So I'm not, don't hear me. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that sometimes you want to be focused on yourself. But as you're growing your business, as you're investing in you and as you're because that's really what you were doing, right? You were building a philosophy, building a model right. as you were out there making rain and doing your thing and leading by example. And then you're coming in a, in corporate doing kind of the same thing, but bringing that energy there. And now all of a sudden, something out of your control changed. Right. Which which causes it to be not a fit. And so I right. think a lot of times in life, Jim, people are in a place where they're like, gosh, you know, this happened and I couldn't control it. Or this isn't, well, life's not fair. Stuff happens, right? right? But sometimes when we take a look at those challenges or changes, it's for reasons to move us to places that we maybe wouldn't ordinarily have moved to unless that change happened. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, what's the story? Uh, thank God for unanswered prayers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. right. So, talk to us about that next step. So, you decided this isn't a match. I got to do something different. Yes. You know, you love people. You know, you love business. You love the game. How did that? How did that evolve? So, you know, um, as we unfolded the next couple of years, uh, you know, I just it, it felt like I used to go to work at seven thirty in the morning. I loved it. 
I would stay there until I, you know, I, I just loved going to work. I loved doing the job. And it got to where it wasn't as much fun for me. And probably in turn, if it wasn't fun for me, it wasn't fun, fun for the people that were around <laughs> me that were right. all in that operating yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. So, yeah, I just I sat down and talked to my wife. I said, look, I said, I, we got other options. Mm. Everything boils down to network and relationship, mm-hmm. and I got good ones. Mm-hmm. Your network or your relationship is going to make you or break you. Mm-hmm. That's right? great right there. Right. So let's put, let's pause on that. Right. So if, if you missed anything that he just said right there, pause and rewind this tape. Your network and your relationships are going to make you or break you. That's huge. And, Jim, that's massive because people are what help you get to where you right. want to go in life, and it's all yeah. about people anyways, right? Yeah. So that's big. Thanks for sharing. And we'll that. talk about that when we get to the tournament, how the networking relationship grew year over year over yeah, year, which it's been a enabled, massive tournament and made enabled us to grow as well. Yeah. So, so anyway, talking to her, I said, "Look, I got options. You know, I can. We can go. I, I'm confident I can go get a car dealership. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confident that I can do what I'm doing here on my own at some point. Um, and at the end of the day, I got a two year runway to sort of navigate through all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I had a non-compete, got paid for it, took my two years, uh, bought a car dealership with a very close friend of mine during mm-hmm. that time, which was not part of the non-compete. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he ran it. Uh, and then, you know, I geared up to start my own company, going back and basically competing with my former employer and everybody else out there that was doing that. Yeah. And, and felt like that through my network and relationship, that uh, I'd knock a home run right out of the gate. This is going to be easy. You're going to kill it. It's going to be amazing, be right? Everybody's going to line up. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. And is yeah. that the way it happened? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I've got really good friends that are car dealers. In, in fact, you know, most of my customers today, I would consider all of them friends, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. uh, And I, I think that friendship was built around me doing what I told them we were going to do. And how important is that? Because, you know, I talk to people a lot of times about the idea in business. You know, we, I always talk about the fact that business is business and friends are friends. But the reality of it is you do build relationships with people you do business with. But Correct. if you don't deliver, if you don't show up, if you don't go the extra mile, if you're not more assertive and more right. productive and more focused than the next guy, then you're actually failing on your relationship. That, that has to be first. Yeah. The delivery has got to be first. You're yeah. as good as your word. There you go. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, you need to do it. Yeah. And to me, as I'm telling friends mm-hmm. that this is what we're going to do, mm-hmm. even more importantly, mm-hmm. that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to separate church and state. And I've got to understand that my primary job is to deliver the results and deliver the performance mm-hmm. and the support and everything that we told them we were going to do from Jump Street. Right. Because your friends aren't going to hold that relationship. Your relationship will stay together. Your relationship will stay together if you deliver. Do what you need to do. Uh, Now, the relationships I have now, post-delivering, year after year after year, I think they'll they'll sustain this uh, time. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, that's important. All right, so had some tough times, made it through. I remember off-air, just for time since, you're in a place where you're talking to your (laughs) wife, are we going to make this? I don't know. I mean, you're kind of just a little bit of dollars left in the bank and you're like, I don't know how this is going to work out, right. but you, you, you took the risk and you pushed through and now you've got a great company in McDavid group. And I love that story. And I want to transition here for our listeners to the golf tournament because it's, it's about the idea of helping um, officers, spouses basically that were killed in the line of duty in a lot of ways. 
Um, and I want your take on that too, but let's talk about this transition. One, one key thing you you told me off air too, that I want to bring up your wife talked about tithing and like, and, and yeah. to me that's centering right in life. It's the idea of like in business, what do you put as first? And I think if we, you know, I, I love what Zig Ziglar says, which I know you're a Zig fan. He used to say long ago, he said, number one, there is a God. Number two, it ain't me. And number three, it ain't you either. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at the end right. of the day, when we get the right thing in the first place, right. everything else in life kind of falls into place, right? And yep. so your wife kind of helped with that process of tithing and kind of saying, we're going to do this, even though sometimes I know you were like, ah, but you did it anyways. Yeah. And I love that. And now you've seen some significant success. And tell me a little bit about now the transition, Jim. So you go from the McDavid Group, where you're helping dealerships, you're still doing a great job in that space, but you decided, I need to set up our own golf tournament. And I want to do something of, of, with a charity that really matters. All right, so that goes back, I'm going to take you back to the corporate days. Yeah. So the guy that I worked for was a very, very giving man hmm. who uh, put on a golf tournament that was spectacular. It was massive in size, hmm. tons of celebrities, tons of pro golfers coming to it, raised a ton of money, and it was for kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, teaching them the automotive business, teaching them how to be mechanics and things and giving them a future that, that you know, taking them off the streets. Some mm-hmm. had been in jail, some mm-hmm. had had problems, some had no parents. And and so he really gave these kids an opportunity and and, and you could tell that he was sincere about it and it, it drove him. Mm-hmm. Purpose. Right. You talk about purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, as we started getting successful, those first two or three years, you know, the last thing on my mind was... doing a charity golf event because we were just trying to come out the other side of the tunnel, you know, with everybody chasing us. But, (laughs) but as we started to have a little bit of success, as we came out the other side of that tunnel, as we started to make a little bit of money, my mind got back to, you know, I want to try to do something to give back. And I couldn't figure out what I want to do. I mean, Mm. and there's a million pink ribbons out there and they're all great. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're all for a great cause. There's a ton of wounded warrior chapters and things they do to raise money, and they are all great. Mm-hmm. You know, all this is, but I want to do something different, and, and I just didn't hit that 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 thought, that button. Nothing, nothing clicked until 2016, hmm. and that's when, if you remember the Dallas police shootings. Oh yeah, right. So uh, five police officers were executed hmm. uh, in Dallas, and the ironic part is they were there keeping peace with protesters that were protesting law enforcement. Yeah. So they're there as law enforcement trying to make sure that the protesters protesting law enforcement were safe. Yeah. And then we know what happened. Yeah. Oh, July. Yeah. So that was the, that was kind of the, the start of this all. Well, and it started listening to the radio. Yeah. Sort of what you, yeah. You know, yeah. spent a lot of time doing. I, you know, I was listening to them. They were, they had the stories of a couple of the spouses from these officers. It was a wrenching, mm. um, talking about their kids and, and, uh, how, you know, that, you know, for the first 30, 45, 60 days, they had all the support in the world around them. Yeah. And, then, uh, all of a sudden everybody's got to go back to their job. Yeah. And right. All of a sudden they're sitting there going like, now what? You yeah. Know? The families. And they're really, uh, from my research, not a lot of money that goes toward families of fallen officers that's raised for that. There's money for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That ain't one of them. Yeah. And that's when I said, you know what? 
I bet I can raise a couple hundred thousand dollars in a golf. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I I love that because, I mean, these people literally, as you know, they are, they're giving their lives on the line to protect us as we interact in life and interact in general. So now this has been, this, this will be coming up November, I think is your, of 2022 will be, how how many tournaments will this be? This will be the seventh golf tournament. Seventh golf tournament. And last, the last tournament, and I've been twice, I think. (laughs) I mean, it's incredible. The the tournament that you guys put on, it's an amazing tournament. Uh, I mean, this year is so big, it blew up. It's it's beyond, it was at Trump-Jupiter. Now it's got Trump and International as well, right. both. Two courses. Two courses, <laughs> so yeah. not many golf tournaments bleed over into two golf yeah. courses the same day. So yeah. that, that's a big deal, and, and that lets us know that you're obviously doing something right and striking a right. nerve at the same time. What do you see as, um, you were talking about community and network and everything else like that. Let's bring that into this now. And, and so how important is that as you grow this? Because ultimately the... The underpinning behind all of this for you is the idea of we want to make sure that we're taking care of those that can't care for themselves in a right. lot of ways, right? That's the underpinning. But how do you bring that network into the importance of helping that grow? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll take a step back from that. It, you know, to me, to have a successful golf tournament, successful charity, you, you, you got to have first of all, you got to have a cause people can buy into. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And if you remember back to 2016, the police were villainized. Oh yeah, big okay? time. Okay, yep. uh, you know, get rid of them, defund. You know, mm-hmm. cops like they were second second you know, class. Cops are bad. Yeah, and, and look, we all know there's bad people in every right segment right there there is a good bad, bad of everything there's a bad preacher there's a bad politician there's a bad cop there's a bad yeah. business person there's yeah. bad people everywhere yeah but i'm confident that 99.5 percent of the mm-hmm. police officers are, they take on a job like that to serve protect and to go out and to make sure that you and i get to live in a world that is not filled with lawlessness right right, right. and and so i mean why else for the amount of money they get paid right would you go out and, do and put your life on the line every single day? Right, right. So they... They're moved in, by purpose. In the spirit of purpose. Yeah. Right. So when you start talking about the first tournament, uh, you know, quite honestly, I had... Uh, I decided in September I was going to do a golf tournament in December thinking, how hard can this be? I played in a hundred of these, you know, <laughs> and I learned that it's more than picking a long drive hole. Yeah. <laughs> right? So... So we started out and, uh, we, you know, we didn't have a golf tur- course. Yeah. I didn't have a celebrity, which is a big problem. It's a problem. If you you're going to do a, a golf, golf tournament, course if you're going to have a golf tournament, I didn't have a celebrity speaker that I advertised I had. Mm-hmm. And so finally, you know, ultimately to quest the country club became the first place, uh, golf course that we did, which is a place that I'm a member. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't really have that answer until after I printed all the brochures and started marketing. <laughs> they felt like they were going to do it, but they weren't sure. But I didn't have any more time to wait because I had a tournament time in two go. months. So yeah. I just printed up brochures. We went. Well, you're a ready, fire, aim guy. Yeah, I got a little bit of that <laughs> that I'm trying to curb as exactly. much as I can. It hadn't, well, hadn't bode well for me in the that, past. That's part of the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. And if you, can, if, you can, if you can go, but then get the right people to help you navigate. Right. That's the key, right? Because if you if you if you get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, and you right. don't have a go guy, you're never gonna go. Right. So that's important. So here you are, Tequesta, and that was a couple years ago. Right. Now let's let's bring it full circle. Last year, 2021. Tell us about the success uh, of that event. It was uh, the sixth event, and it was the first event. So what we had is we have a gala the night before. Yep. 
and then we have the tournament following the gala. Yep. So all everybody's got to do is go to a gala, have fun, party, have a few drinks, eat great, and then get up and play golf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of yep. play golf, then go to a gala. Yeah. Right? Yep. And um, so, you know, we're it's the first one in uh, the six years that I sat at that gala and enjoyed myself mm. because the team that we put together, Tanya Barrett, Christine King, and a really headed up a lot of this the team we put together this thing was so buttoned down and i just sat back there and went wow yeah that's yeah. cool i think we've arrived yeah that's awesome this is running so smooth and then of course we had you know our friend eric trump yep. was our yep. uh, guest speaker yeah you know, we had jack was there. jack nicholas in the room yeah. we yeah. auctioned off a bunch of the paintings of him winning the 86 masters yeah uh, we had Kelly James mm -hmm. from an entertainment standpoint. Mm -hmm. We had Dan Beaver yep. roasting all the golfers. Yeah, it was just it, the whole thing was I, it, I couldn't fix one thing. I've had to do it over again. Mm. So That's how great awesome. is that? That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And ultimately, it was a great fundraise. We raised a million too. Yeah, which is you know? a beautiful thing. And uh, beautiful so, thing. so this last year, I think this is really important. So. For the past six years, it's been a one-year, once-a-year event. We mm -hmm. have a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. We put all our marbles into this golf tournament. You know, about this time of the year, we start crunch time. We start getting the force and soul. We start mm -hmm. doing all the stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a once-a-year event. Yeah. Right. And to have the impact that we want to have, it can't be a once-a-year event. Yeah. So we have we contacted we we formed an endowment. We funded an endowment that is going to be for scholarships for the kids of fallen officers. Mm, mm. We got the uh, West Palm Beach Community Foundation is going to manage that. Uh -huh. They're gonna and it's gonna be across the country. It's uh -huh. a national scope. Uh -huh. And with the goal, if you fast forward ten years from now to have fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars in an endowment that will you know, when I get beer trucked one day, uh -huh. it's going to uh, continue to pay for these kids to go to college yeah. indefinitely. Yeah. Because there's emotional crunch yeah. when you lose a parent, but then there's that financial burden that goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, forming this endowment, we're going to turn this into a uh, an, an year-long charity event yep. with it. Uh, just the caption at the very end is going to be the golf term. It's just going to be putting the bow That'll be on, the box. the bow on the box. Yeah, I love that. Well, well, Jim, I, I love that story. And I wanted to, again, I wanted to have you on. Uh, not only have you been a friend for a couple of years, I've, I've gotten to watch you. We've connected in a variety of capacities. But I love the fact, I always love connecting with people that um, they're in business, they're striving, they're going, they're, right. chasing, they're chasing the game. Uh, I'm wired a lot that way. Um, but also at the same time, uh, even though from time to time we can get distracted at the center core, we say, wait, time out. Why am I doing this? What is this really about? What is the purpose? How will I plant, sh plant shade trees under which I'll never sit, which right. is just what you right. said, how I add value in ways uh, that are exciting. So Jim, thanks so much for taking a few minutes oh, to share your thoughts. Glad, glad to be here. And I want to ask you just one last, just quick, this is random right. by the way. Uh, question and that is if there's a if there's a business owner out there they're younger than you they're in their early mid 30s maybe uh late 20s even early 40s i don't know and they're and they're in a place where you know they're they're struggling to kind of go to the next level or they want to start something and they have fear about it right they're like i'm working for a company i feel like i'm supposed to go do this but i'm afraid to do it what would your encouragement be i think you gotta start out with time hmm. you gotta manage your time 
time can be your greatest asset or it can be your biggest hindrance. Yeah. Um, I read an article one time that the majority of the people that are successful wake up at four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And by the time eight o'clock or nine o'clock rolls in, they're four hours ahead of everybody else. That's exactly right. And, and I think I do that. Uh, I wake up at 4.15 every morning, uh, except on the weekends. I, get, <laughs> I give myself to six on the weekends. But in, in conjunction with that is you got to be willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to go the mile other people aren't willing to yep. go. Yep. And out of the gate, it, it, it's a challenge mm-hmm. because there are going to be so many unexpected roadblocks and potholes that you were going to hit that you had no what you didn't put them into a performa yeah right yeah if i had the first performa came true that i wrote i'd have retired 10 years ago a billionaire right but uh (laughs) so you know there's always going to be that unexpected and 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 you know perseverance yeah and 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 i'm giving you a bunch of stuff for one simple question yeah, yeah, yeah perseverance of being able to power through yeah but I take it all back to the relationship and the network in your word. Mm-hmm. Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Regardless of what it costs you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, that's good insight, Jim. Thanks again for taking right. a minute. Guys, listen. So it's been a great interview. If you want to check out um, Jim, obviously, and Golf for Cops Charities, there's going to be an, another tournament coming up here in November. I'll be involved as well. Uh, reach out to them directly or us directly as well at the show. Uh, and I just want to challenge you as you're listening to this to go back through and rewind. There may be certain pieces uh, that you need to listen to. Again, that last piece talking about perseverance, fighting through. I mean, that's key. Listen, we are swimming upstream in life. We just are. You're going against the grain. If you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to not just get by, it's not going to be easy. If you're trying to do something significant, it's not going to be easy. So stop complaining and stop moaning. And start saying, you know what, thankfully, I have the opportunity to still live in the greatest country in the earth. I have my freedom and the ability to do these things. And the only thing that's keeping you from doing it is you. Challenges are part of success. And if you're not willing to accept challenges, you will not reach the level of success that you have been designed and built and been built for. So think about that. Keep that tight to your heart and your mind and live with a purpose in life. Listen, as always, my challenge is take this show and share it with somebody that needs to hear it. I know you've been texting three, four, five, eight, ten people today. Share it with them, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or YouTube or wherever you're watching this, investwellshow.com. Wherever you're watching this show, I'm going to challenge you to share it with someone that needs to hear it. Share it with someone that's maybe in a business and they're in a place where maybe they're not operating with purpose. To them, they're in a place where they're just kind of living their life and doing their thing and growing themselves, which is fine. But it's all about adding value to those around us on the journey. So be blessed. Have fun. Live with purpose so you can live on purpose. Till next time. See you soon. Keep in mind the information shared on this show is not to be considered investment advisory advice. For specific recommendations based on your situation, make sure you reach out to a professional, whether it be financial, accounting, tax, attorney, or whatever you may need to help you find the information necessary to make good decisions.